So VGC94, what do you think about episode 1001 moving into episode 1002 here? You know, episode 1001 was fantastic in the fact that it sort of moved the plot along. Uh, I really enjoyed the ferreting out of X-Drake as the quote-unquote traitor. Uh, I loved that little skip between Queen and uh, I believe it was... It was Queen. Uh, who was the other Toby Ropo? It wasn't Who's Who. Uh, Sasaki. It was Queen, Sasaki, and uh, um, X-Drake. And then, like, you know, Sasaki was like, going to attack Queen, but it was all a ruse. I thought that was great. And then in the end, you have, you know, uh, Luffy become Gear 4 Bounce Man, which is always fantastic to see. I love Bounce Man. Not as though Snake Man is far better. Um, and you see X Drake pull out uh I think it's Excalibur. Yeah, it's Excalibur. So you put it together and it's Excalibur, which is kinda of, um so you have Excalibur to take down one of the numbers and Bounce Man Luffy take down the other number. So they sort of come together and coalesce and that grenade throw at the end. Oh, I'll share the information with you. Grenade! Uh, that was a great scene. Um, I thought it was a really good end to the episode. And like I said, it moved the story forward. What do you think about episode 1001? Definitely moved the story uh, forward. Um, I was like, Drake, I'm sorry. They they caught on, you know. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get out of it. And then he just goes and gets out of it, you know? So that reminds me of Hawkins. I liked, uh, I liked the Hawkins scene where Hawkins is like, Oh, I, uh, I'm reading the fates of a specific individual. He has 1% to survive till the next day. And, uh, X Drake is like, well, I wouldn't want to be that guy. Well, I'm sorry, X Drake. It turns out it was you that has that 1% survival chance to see the next. Definitely. I, I think, you know, this this episode really moved a focal point to, like, how is Drake going to get out of this, you know? Like, we, we didn't really know too much about his character, but, you know, besides what we know about him, you know, being part of the Navy. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, I think it kind of changed the, the focal point of, you know, the, maybe the few coming episodes, I don't know. God, I, I want to know what's happening, so. It's great. But, uh... But let's move on to episode 1002. 1002. Which is titled A New Rivalry, Nami and Ulti, which is fantastic when Nami and Ulti are around. I love Ulti. Ulti is my favorite Toby Ropo. She is probably the greatest, and hearkening back to a couple episodes ago with that fight sequence between her and, um... Uh, Yama, Yamato was fantastic. Just right. makes her even more. And she actually talks about that in this episode because she's talking about how she's like, oh, I just got done fighting Yamato. Please carry me. Because she's talking to uh, Page One, which is her brother. So I thought that was great. There's several great flashback sequences in this episode. And I, I can tell you what, she can take a beating because those hits from Yamato... There were there were no joke, and she just keeps get back getting back up and fighting. So I gotta give it to her, you know. 
But so we start off with X Drake and Luffy uh, from episode 1001 facing off against each other. Uh, they've basically returned to their normal stance, and uh, X Drake has dropped the bomb that he wants to form an alliance with Luffy. Now, this is where probably the best flashback sequence occurs because all of the Straw Hats uh, act to it differently. But uh, you have Brooke and Sanji, uh, specifically Sanji, remember the bathhouse scene with uh, Nami's happiness punch. Ah, man, I love Nami's happiness punch. Um, And it's like, uh, because X-Drake has seen Nami's happiness punch, so he's seen her naked. Ah, but that's a great flashback sequence because you got him using the cell suit. And then it's just like, and all the blood just goes everywhere because he sees Nami. And um, Robin has one of her great uh, morbid lines of, I thought you were going to drown in your blood, something along that front. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, And, you know, Sanji tries to play off the nosebleed, and Nami's like, don't make your nosebleeds cool. So (laughs) it's, uh, it's always great when there's some comedic moments between the Straw Hats, and I certainly liked that not all the Straw Hats were necessarily receptive to X-Drake's um, <clears throat> pleas to join an alliance. Right. It's, it's not that easy. You already, you know, betrayed your other alliance members. So why won't, you know, why don't we think you're going to do the same thing to us? You know, like, no, get out of here with that nonsense. Hot garbage. Yeah. Betrayed the original alliance he had with, like, Kid and Hawkins and Apu. And then he goes to become the a uh, beast pirate, and then he betrays the beast pirate to try to join this alliance. But overall, we all know he's part of the navy under um, Kobe, who has a special connection to Luffy, and that's why he's requested this alliance with Luffy. <clears throat> Luffy being Luffy, he immediately goes, "Sure, why not? I don't care what you do. I'm gonna go kick Kaido's ass." Right. So. And it, for me, that talk with uh, Kobe, I'm like, wait a minute. You guys are talking about Luffy before he even goes on this mission. You know, he's so, he's so, what, just headquarters he's at right now? Yeah. Like, I understood he was talking to him on the phone, you know, previously we saw, and, you know, he was telling them some, some things, but I'm like, okay, he's actually talking to him about Luffy. So, you know, Kobe kind of, I guess, trust drake more or less so i don't know it, it felt good to me you know that was it was it was nice i really like the the dichotomy between luffy and uh, kobe they both come from similar backgrounds they've helped each other out but you know one's living his dream being part of the navy and rising through the ranks and the other one's living his dreams trying to become the pirate king and i like when we flash back to hey remember this kid it's the same thing when VB shows up in certain episodes from Alabasta. Right. To see V come back and be like, oh, remember me? Uh, especially in the Reverie where we saw like, it was like a who's who of all the great past people and, you know, protagonists and antagonists and that sort of thing. Um, Oda does some really good things with that, especially if you think about like... Um, uh, Impel Down, where it was a who's who of the Alabasta arc, where you had Mr. Three and Mr. Two and Mr. One and Crocodile. Right. Uh, 
Jimbe for the first time there too. So, you know, it's always great to see when he brings back certain characters because it's a long running series. It's over a thousand episodes and we're at like almost a thousand thirty five chapters in the manga. You never want to forget where we came from, you know. We're back there with all those guys and it just brings all the nostalgia back with it and makes everything more wholesome, I think. Yeah. But <clears throat> so a lot of the straw hats sort of go, well, Luffy's made the decision. We'll leave it at that. He's the captain. But we have three straw hats that stand out in particular because there are more of the, okay, we know Luffy, we respect Luffy, but he can be stupid and make rash decisions sometimes. So we have Zoro, we have Sanji, no, we have Zoro, Frankie, and uh, those are the three that really sort of voice their displeasure in Luffy's decision. Specifically with Zoro, who actually ends up fighting uh, X-Drake and telling him, well, you're not telling us your identity. You're not telling us the whole truth. How can we trust you right. if you're going to tell us anything? <clears throat> and it's it's kind of crazy that, you know, Drake's saying, okay, you can trust me. I'm this strong. I'm this powerful. He's telling Zoro. You know, Zoro's like, that's all great and all, but you're not, you know, exactly telling us the truth here. You're not telling us who you are, why you're fighting. You know, tell us why we're fighting. We're all here fighting and, you know, being with Luffy, we all know each other's goals, dreams, and, you know, what we want. So, you know, kind of talk to us a little bit, you know? So, you can't trust a guy without with all these secrets, especially if you want to just be training all your lines members. So, you gotta say something. And that's fair. Uh, but, speaking of X-Drake, we also have a Pooh and the numbers come back into this situation. Uh, because a Pooh's like, oh, you've defeated, uh, what is it? It's Goki. Um, and it's Goki, Juki, and Jockey. Uh, those are the three numbers that uh, have been defeated. Two of them were defeated by the Bounce Man form and extra Excalibur. And so he's targeted not only uh, Apu and Zoro, but he's also targeted Luffy and Sanji in this episode. And each time, uh, either the number, uh, either the samurai step in or one of the straw hats step in. So when Apu targets uh, Luffy and Sanji, it's the, it's the samurai that step in. And then uh, it turns, that, that's when he calls in uh, Hachi. Right. Who's like, I guess, like another one of the numbers. He seems to be more higher up echelon of the numbers. He seems to be and, a little bit more intelligent, too. Yeah. That's what he. <laughs> immediately creates this love interest with Iron Pirate Frankie. Of all the Srahats. Because he's like, ah, boy, I want to play with it. And Frankie's just like, you, you'll regret thinking that the Iron Pirate is a toy. So uh, Jinbei has the bright idea of going, you run outside the dome and bring this guy with you, who currently, might I remind you, has one of the other numbers in his hands above him, and everybody's worried that he's going to use him as a weapon. So you got this giant with some freak amount of strength, and he's chasing the Iron Pirate Frankie outside the dome. I would be like, ah, oh, come on. Samurai and the Beast Pirates just get wiped out. 
they get wiped out by Hachi, they're getting wiped out by Apu, they're getting wiped out by Ulti and Page One. We also have another great scene in this episode, um, which is probably the best scene in this episode, because as Ulti and Page One are targeting Luffy, you have another Straw Hat step in. And it's a Straw Hat you're not thinking is going to step in. It's literally Usopp, who uses his special attack Green Star Skull Blast Grass, hits Page One, <clears throat> Page One falls, creates a bunch of smoke up in the air, and then, you know, Ulti turns around and goes, Who did that? And you just hear Usopp hiding behind Nami go, It's me, ha, ha, the great lizard killer. And Nami's like, Stop it, what are you doing? Listen, I'm going to try to get us out of this without fighting. And it just turns into, like, you know, Ulti going, Page one, she's the one who attacked you. And she's like, I didn't do that, but it doesn't matter, because I'm going to run away. And then Usopp comes comes with her, and it's another situation with, like, Hachi and Frankie, where they're leading these main fighters away from Straw Hat and Sanji. So that Straw Hat doesn't have to get into these fights. But I thought it was a great sequence. Uh, another comedic moment of the episode. Very comedic. I, and it was, it's funny because I thought that was the funniest moment of this whole episode. And for I, I'm just giving it up for uh, Usopp here, alright? Because he actually got me. And I, I was like, who the hell is this? And then you see Nami's. And you don't you don't think it's her you know like that's not her voice and he got me and it was great so yeah i definitely love that sequence it was great usopp is uh the mvp of this episode uh and that's solely because he's like let me blame nami and try to get away from get away from my hat uh it's just usopp being usopp but you have uh something that's always fun which is the weakling because uh, they're both part of the weakling trio, as it's called, and uh, teaming up again, like when the weakling trio team up, though uh, obviously Chopper's not teaming up. However, at the end of the episode, there is something that's going to pull Chopper into this situation, because Queen, everybody's favorite douche, has decided to shoot his scientific bullets that we don't know the name of yet. Right. And it seems to be infecting uh, the samurai, whoever they hit, because it's like, a, it looks like frozen yokai are in the bullet or something, and they're like coming out of the wounds that the bullets are at. X-Drake knows something about this. But if it's some sort of like a, a plague bullet or something like that, it's definitely going to be something where Chopper is going to step in and try to do his doctor work, because right now it seems like uh, all the people hit are being in, uh, infected with something. For me, like, I was split between, you know, theories on the bullet. I was split between, like you said, like a plague bullet. But it also looked like the bullets had a face. Like, they had, they were kind of like Big Mom's power of, like, you know, giving objects or, you know, how they imbued that devil fruit sometimes uh, objects with devil fruit powers. So I'm like... Did they do this with the smiles? With the smile fruit? I, I don't know. So I'm really intrigued. I'm, I want to know what these bullets are. I think it's another scientific invention because if we look at Queen, he's more of like a, a scientist. He's like Caesar Clown. 
who played some roles in, you know, Whole Cake and uh, Dress Rosa and uh, Punk Hazard. That, uh, you think you think he's he has that much background in scientific knowledge? I thought he was he was more or less like using um, Joker's inventions. But is he? Does he actually have that much knowledge himself? I'm going to say 100%. He's definitely got that scientific knowledge because just look at him. He's like a he's like a half cyborg, like Frankie. You know that gun, that machine gun that shot the bullets is part of his body. Oh, then, uh, I didn't even notice. So that's definitely he's definitely got some sort of scientific background. Now, how much of the scientific background is, who knows? But. We'll definitely be covering it in later episodes, I'm assuming. But I thought that was a, a really good like cliffhanger to hang the uh, end the episode on. But um, <clears throat> before any of that happens, we have our last instance between uh, um, Zoro and X-Drake. And we have to cover this because it's a great part of the episode where Apu is now targeting them. And... They both go, like, because they're both, like, got their swords, like, locked together. He's got his main Dex Drake, and he's got one of his swords, and they're locked together. And then Apu goes and is, like, talking crap to them. And they both turn around and go, God, I hate him so much! And, you know, Zoro looks at him and goes, that's something we have in common. I hate him, too, because he has that flashback of getting attacked by Apu's uh, devil fruit powers. And so he goes, the alliance is formed! And then they both strike at uh, Apu. It was so good that that's how that alliance got formed. Because, you know, it takes Zoro some time to, like, warm up to people. So, you put a, a mutual enemy, and you're good to go. Right. He's like, let's cut him down and then drink some sake. And, you know, it's it's crazy. Because I think last time we spoke, last uh, last episode, I was saying I was getting so tired of these alliances, you know. that they're, they're becoming kind of out of hand, getting annoying. But this one I was actually feeling because I felt like I was part of this alliance just because I really don't like Scratch Manapu. Like, his power is, like, really annoying to me. And, you know, even Zoro and, and Drake together, they're like, cut the shit. He was, they're like, cut that shit out, you know? Like, stop stop it. You're, you're mad annoying me. So, yeah, I, I felt like I was part of this alliance. And this is one of the ones that I'm actually feeling, like... Marco the Phoenix and uh, what's his name? Lollipop King. Perospero. Perospero, right. So I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm feeling this alliance. So yeah, definitely next episode. Something I'm looking forward to. The, before we end, uh, I actually like Scratch Minapu. I like his devil fruit powers. I don't like him as a character because he's annoying. He's a backstabber. He basically. He's like an actual pirate. He betrays to get where he needs to go. He's like Blackbeard, where Blackbeard's got all of these grand schemes, and it doesn't matter what he does. If he's going to betray you, he's going to make his role work. And that's sort of like what Scratchman Apu is, where he was like, oh, I betrayed this alliance so I could because I was originally working for the Beast Pirates, and that's how we get you guys into here. But... I like his uh his devil fruit because it's just hilarious where it's like ding 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 ding, boom boom, and it's like when you hear it, you get attacked by it. And I'm like, man, he's got a point. It's pretty hard to attack somebody when you gotta like cover your ears so you can't hear uh, what he's doing. Right. 
but his, his sound ability is 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 kind of crazy and that it, it kind of makes you wonder did he like is his awakening open because like like you said i guess if i think about it i like how his ability set up i just don't like him as a character so like yeah. character. His, his vibrating sound like you can you know, sound moves in your body too. So it could be OP power, but I just don't like that guy. I don't know if his power is awakened. I don't think we've seen. I think a poo is a paramecia, and I don't think we've seen any fierce paramecia awakened. It's always uh, logia types that we've seen to awaken. Katakuri's devil fruit is an awakened logia type. Uh, <clears throat> Doflamingo is an awakened logia type. I don't think we've ever actually seen. An awakened Paramecia. I might be wrong on that, um, <clears throat> but I believe that Apu is in the same category as um, uh, Luffy because Luffy's a Paramecia because he's not his own. Uh, but I think all we've seen are awakened Logias and maybe awakened Zones because, uh, yeah, we've seen awakened Zones, I believe as well. So I don't know. The awakened Zones for me, I'm just like. I feel like they have more of a limit on their power because, you know, I, I don't know. Zone's Awakening for me were just, I don't know. It's, they're weird. <laughs> it's just, just the least, or the most, rather. I, I think zones have their own special purpose uh, because I feel like, yeah, you get all the benefits of, like, Kit Kaido, for instance. You got all of his regular powers, like his Boro Brass and that sort of thing. But then it increases tenfold when he's in his dragon form. It's a much more powerful Borobras, you know. Uh, you lose some powers, but you gain other powers, and you can do all these other things. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, what goes down. Uh, right now, we've got several uh, battle sequences forming. You know, we've got Jinbei versus... Uh, Frankie versus Hachi. We've got, you know, Apu versus Zoro and X-Drake. We've got um, Nami and Usopp versus Ulti and Page One. Uh, all of these breakups are getting us closer to perceived battle sequences that I think are going to be really good. So I look forward to the next episode. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up for the day? No, I think I think that really covered it. You know, like we said, there's a lot to look forward to next episode. Uh, so I can't wait. Really can't wait. On that note, I guess, Buckets Murphy, I'll see you this time next week for episode 1003. 1003. This has been Hockey Talkie, and thank you guys for uh, tuning in.